Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Legal Happenings from GRWC. My name is John McCooley, the semi-retired former law librarian for Wright in Sherburne County, taking a little time each Sunday morning to share some information with the listeners who would like to know more about our court system, maybe find some court forms or legal resources, or perhaps visit one of the free law clinics. That's what this program's all about. It's free legal information. It's not legal advice. For that, you need to talk with the Minnesota State Bar Association, and I'll give you their number in just a bit. If you give you a chance to grab a pen or a pencil so you could write it down and keep it when you need to talk with an attorney. And goodness, goodness knows that today we never know what's going to happen next, and legal representation is a must. But you do need to know some of the basics of how you're going to go about it. For example, if you're going to go to a free law clinic, what are you going to bring? What is required, and do you know exactly what you want to do when you get there? That's what this program hopes to do. Just give you some basic thoughts that you can use and maybe help it, uh, the whole situation go a little easier for you. I believe that uh, you'll gain some information if you stay tuned. As a matter of fact, today, how important is your name? your reputation. Well, to some people, it's very important. And District Court Judge Gregory Galler is going to be talking about that in just a few minutes here on Legal Happenings. And a little later on, District Court Judge Stephen Halsey is going to... Well, each week at this time, we do present information that uh, could be of help to you. And I'll give you the uh, self-help center information and the free law clinic information. And if you'll stick around, I'd like to share some information with you on the 2020 census. Most frequently asked questions. There's, uh, of course, a mailing coming out to all of us, to all residents, and I'll let you know a little bit about that to make it easier for you as well. Well, again, each week we do put together program ideas. We look for different topics that the court judges would like to maybe address. For example, Judge Galler talked about the DUIs and DWIs, how much it's going to cost. And it's a program that we've had several requests to re-air, and we do hope to re-air that particular five-minute legal commentary because it's very important to those people who need to know what a DUI or a DWI is going to be, uh, how that's going to affect you. And it's it's tragic, the $15,000 that you could be using for a lot of other things for basic needs. So we'll be airing that program again in the not-distant future. But these programs that do provide this information make it easier for the public to uh, basically do don't get confused on the legal issues. Don't get get started on the wrong legal foot, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There are situations where you need to know exactly how to present a particular issue, and they're called court rules. That's why an attorney can advise you at one of the free law clinics here in Wright County, and they're held every Thursday. And I'll give you more information about that in just a little bit. Here on Legal Happenings, but the important things that you need to know is there are helps for people who are doing self-help representation. They're called self-help centers. And they 
it really is a place where you can find more helpful information and services about your legal problem. And if you're not represented by an attorney, you're, of course, you're going to need that. Legal information includes the court forms, of course, and tools to help you complete court forms and answer the general questions. You can get the forms, and that's a great place to start, for example, if you're thinking of divorce, you're thinking of child support problems, or establishing custody and parenting time. All of that's available at the Minnesota Judicial Branch website, and we invite you to participate. Look at the website, see how it uh, how comprehensive it really is. It's, and it's easily uh, navigated because it's listed in such an organized manner. Again, that's mncourts.gov, the Minnesota Judicial Branch website. You might also consider ADR, maybe one of the first places you should look. Alternative Dispute Resolution. Is there a way that your problems can be worked out without having to go into the court system? If you learn about it, you'll find that it's very successful for those who have used it and a lot less expensive. So it's time to take a break for District Court Judge Gregory Galler as he explains the importance of a good reputation. This is Minnesota District Court Judge Greg Galler. Welcome to Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC Radio for Wright County. A good name is more desirable than great riches. Proverbs 22, verse 1. A single lie destroys a whole reputation of integrity. Baltasar Gracian. Do judges play favorites with some attorneys? A young lawyer asked me this after I served as the judge at a mock trial for new lawyers. The event was designed to show new lawyers how a jury trial takes place. A full trial was held, in shortened form, including opening statements, direct and cross-examinations, closing arguments, and jury instructions at the end of the trial. The veteran lawyers who volunteered to conduct the trial did a great job. Each had a different style in their approach to the case. This allowed the new lawyers to see how each person's gifts can be used effectively. After the trial, I pointed out how lawyers with an established record for integrity can sometimes be given a bit more leeway in how they present a case. Some of the new lawyers mistook this for meaning that courts play favorites with attorneys, but that is not true. I had known some on the panel for nearly 30 years. A lawyer's reputation can either serve or harm their client's goals. Lawyers are far more effective when they are known to be professional, civil, courteous, and truthful in dealings with other attorneys and the court. But building such a reputation takes time. This is really no different than what we all understand about human nature and life. You have more trust in those who have proven themselves over time to be trustworthy. You are more careful with those you don't know very well or who have seemed to behave in a less trustworthy manner. For example, if you hear that your car needs an expensive repair, your response may depend upon who gives you the news. If the mechanic has been fair and truthful in the past, you'll have more confidence in the opinion. If trust is lacking, you are more likely to want a second opinion. Lawyers are subject to rules of professional conduct. By rule, lawyers are to avoid conduct that may be characterized as uncivil, abrasive, abusive, hostile, or obstructively impedes the fundamental goal of resolving disputes rationally, peacefully, and efficiently. 
The vast majority of the lawyers who appear in court exhibit the highest degrees of professionalism. While the court system itself is an adversarial process, that description applies to the interests of the claims, not to the professional conduct of the lawyers. In behaving in a professional manner, lawyers, and judges too, help to reinforce that our system works to achieve the peaceful resolution of disputes. This respectful manner of resolving our differences make the end result one that both the litigants and society as a whole are more willing to accept. Like the mechanic with a proven track record, a lawyer with an earned reputation of integrity will more likely to be trusted and thus be more effective. Those with a negative reputation will not be as readily trusted or effective. This has been Judge Greg Galler with Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC Radio. You're listening to the Legal Happenings here on KRWC for this Sunday morning. This is a public service program of the station. My name is John McCooley. I am the volunteer uh, host of the program, normally giving you information on law clinics and things of that nature. But, of course, COVID-19 has got its all sort of out of... uh, shape. We wonder if things will ever get back to normal. And so when I'm talking, uh, while we're talking, I'd like to share some information with you concerning some good sites for the kids if you're looking for something different to do. For example, there's a site called Puzzle Prime, Puzzle Prime, and it shows a little campsite, little sketches, and it asks a number of questions. And sometimes they're kind of fun to try to determine uh, how many people are camping, and they'll ask a number of questions. But it's a, a variety of questions that can be entertaining and stimulating for the kids. Puzzle Prime. The other one is Google Earth. Sometimes it's kind of fun to uh, travel uh, around the world through Google Earth, or in many cases use some of their tools. One of them you can measure, for example, the well your own home lot, or maybe you want to measure the number of miles it is across Lake Michigan, any number of things. It has a tool where you can simply click and uh, just pull the line across, and it'll show you exactly the distance. I measured something within a foot from space. It was a golf cart, as a matter of fact. It's pretty hard to get really accurate, but uh, I was surprised that it, it, it is that good. So anyway, Google Earth is another one. Also, RefDesk has a variety of different programs for youngsters. Hobbies and recreation is one. You'll find them uh, listed. Beginner's guides. There's books on, uh, or topics rather, on issues such as um, automotive. Maybe you uh, have someone, depending on the age of your children, they might be interested in working on mechanical things. So you might want to check it out. RefDesk. It's one of the most comprehensive sites, kind of a library in a way. It has a lot of information depending on what it is you're looking for. I just find it to be very helpful and I use it all the time. So, well, as we get into the, uh, well, we're almost to May already. and We hope that things will get back together real soon. But District Court Judge Greg, or not Greg Geller, but uh, Steve Halsey, is going to be talking about domestic abuse, an issue that is prevalent in our society today. And, of course, during times of stress, it uh, it seems to be even worse. So I'd like you uh, to stick around and listen to that, and we'll share a couple of phone numbers or websites for you. 
and we do uh, think you'll learn something from this. So here's District Court Judge Stephen Halsey on domestic abuse. Hello and welcome to Legal Happenings here on KRWC 1360 AM. I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Wright County District Court, chambered in Buffalo. And my comments today are going to be on uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is the month of October. Every day in every district court in Minnesota, judges hear cases involving domestic violence. It could be a hearing for an order for protection against a spouse or significant other, or a criminal charge of domestic assault, or even a juvenile delinquency petition against a minor for assaulting a household member. Domestic violence touches thousands of homes in Minnesota every single day, including where you live. About 10 years ago, a pastor that I know in a Twin Cities suburb chose the topic of domestic violence for a Sunday sermon. During the following week, the pastor received many phone calls from parishioners who were upset with the sermon because, quotes, that just doesn't happen in our town, close quotes. Anyone who feels the same way should spend one morning in their local courthouse to see how many of their neighbors are touched by domestic violence. I know they would be shocked. Many of the defendants, the alleged abusers, are repeat offenders, often against the same victim. Victims of domestic violence have the remedy of filing in court a petition for an order for protection. The forms are available on the state court website. The petition is filed with the court with no filing fee being required or service or process required as that is taken care of by the sheriff. The petitioner and respondent must have a relationship which includes one of the following, husband and wife, former husband and wife, living together currently, uh, lived together in the past, have a child together, have an unborn child together, have a parent-child relationship, are related by blood, or have a significant romantic or sexual relationship. The judge may issue an emergency order against the respondent without any prior notice, which order can include the following if there is an imminent danger of further domestic violence to the victim. No contact with the petitioner, no contact with the children of the parties or in the petitioner's care, exclusion from the petitioner's residence and place of employment, an order for payment of child support, possession of personal property such as vehicles, child visitation with or without restrictions, respondent to attend domestic abuse counseling, and temporary custody of the children granted to the petitioner. The respondent is then personally served with the order and petition by a deputy sheriff. A hearing is either held within seven days or the respondent may request a hearing if none is initially ordered. Pending a hearing, the respondent is generally offered to have no contact, generally ordered to have no contact of any kind with the petitioner, including phone, email, or text message communications. If the domestic violence has occurred against a child, the court will appoint a guardian ad litem to advocate for the child and to advise the court on what is in the best interest of the child. At the hearing, the respondent may first admit the facts alleged in the petition or second, agree to a restraining order without any findings of fact that any domestic abuse occurred, or third, deny the allegations completely and have a hearing. If the matter is contested, witnesses give sworn testimony and the judge decides if the petitioner has proven that domestic abuse has occurred. 
Domestic abuse is defined by Minnesota statute as either physical harm, bodily injury, or assault, or infliction of fear of imminent physical harm, bodily injury, or assault, or a terroristic threat or criminal sexual conduct, or interference with an emergency 911 call. If domestic abuse is not proven, then the petition is dismissed. If the petitioner does prove domestic abuse, then an order for protection is issued, which may include all of the relief I discussed earlier, as well as maintaining insurance and completing alcohol or domestic abuse counseling. In addition, under federal law, the respondent may be prohibited from possessing firearms or ammunition. Without evidence of one of the elements, the court cannot conclude that there has been domestic abuse by the respondent. It is insufficient for the petitioner to just prove bad parenting or poor judgment. The order for protection may be issued for a period of up to two years. Either party may make a motion to modify the order in the future when it, while it is in effect. A frequent occurrence of great concern to the court is that petitioners often come back shortly after the order for protection is issued and request its dismissal, sometimes stating that they were forced to file the petition by a family member or friend, or that everything is fine now and the respondent promises to go to treatment. Sometimes judges will not grant the dismissal of the order for, for protection unless re, the petitioner provides sworn testimony as to why the respondent is no longer a danger to the petitioner or the children. Judges frequently encourage victims to meet with domestic violence counselors before the order for protection is dismissed. Domestic violence continues to be a major public health problem in our communities. Children are being raised in homes where parents are using chemicals to excess, arguing all the time, and sometimes res resorting to physical violence or abuse in the presence of their children. This creates a circle of violence in which children grow up to be abusers themselves or victims themselves because that is what they grew up with in their family. Domestic violence is a pervasive problem with which we should all be concerned. There are a number of organizations that uh, have information available for those seeking information on domestic violence. Those include the Minnesota Coalition for Battered Women at www.mcbw.org. That's www.mcbw.org. There's also the organization called Men as Peacemakers. And locally in Wright County, there is Rivers of Hope. Information is available at www.riversofhope, that's one word, .org. That concludes my comments. I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Wright County District Court. If you have questions or comments about my comments, you may email me at stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, dot Halsey, H-A-L-S-E-Y, at courts.state.mn.us. Thanks for listening to Legal Happenings. Thank you, Judge Halsey, for today's commentary. That particular commentary was aired about four years ago, and we're re-airing it even though it's not October, it is still an issue for us today in our society. So I hope you've learned something. And if you do want to learn more about domestic abuse, you can check it out with rights and resources for victims of domestic abuse at the Attorney General's office. They have a one-page uh, story that uh, 
it lists all the different kind of subjects that you would need. And also, you might want to check out the Rivers of Hope if they're having a domestic problem that you feel that you need some additional help. They're there uh, to do what they can to help guide you. Rivers of Hope are advocates for ending family violence, a nonprofit community-based agency offering advocacy, support, education, and referral services for victims of family violence. They work in partnership with the schools, law enforcement, social service agencies, and the court system. And you'll find them at 1-800-439-2642. 1-800-439-2642 should you need them. Also, there's a crisis nursery serving Wright County, a 24-hour crisis service. If you need them, the number to call is 763 763- 2711681763271681 for the crisis nursery serving the right county area you never know when things get kind of wild and out of hand you might wish to uh, take advantage of those excellent services that will keep the kids safe and again april is child Abuse Prevention Month, and we do hope that you'll enjoy this time off with your children. It's probably very difficult, especially with the area of homework. I mean, I remember back when I was a kid, now I am, that was a long time ago, but um, we seemed like after supper, you always sat down and you did your homework before you could listen to the radio. I mean, that was really something. That's what some of us old timers said. Uh, that's the way it was. We didn't uh, argue with it either. It was one of those situations where the folks uh, work all day and the kids kind of help out. Now I realize our world is a whole different thing, but it is good to involve the kids maybe in a project. Our granddaughter is helping us put in seeds for uh, our garden and some uh, crops, and it keeps them excited about being part of something maybe a project, and the, or just reading to them because that's helpful to them as well. They like to be part of the story. They get their imagination going. So there's a lot of things to do, and I do hope that uh, the things you're doing are beneficial. It seems to me it's a good opportunity to be closer to your family at this time when we have to be together, and it is an opportunity to develop new patients and new skills and get to know our kids even a little bit better. Should you need the Minnesota State Bar Association or an attorney, remember they have a help desk at mnbar.org for the Minnesota State Bar Association. That would be, again, help desk at mnbar.org or call 612-333-1183. We uh, do hope that uh, we can have more information for you the next time we get together. But we do thank you for listening, and we hope and uh, wish the very best for you as we keep you in our um, thoughts and our minds as to what we can do to provide help for you. So until we meet again, have a blessed day.